Hey everyone, welcome to Entrepreneurship by Design with Dr. C. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline, and thank you so much for joining us today. Entrepreneurship looks different for everyone. How and why we start our business, challenges that occur, pivots we have to make, success we achieve, all while life is happening. That's why I love sharing these inspiring entrepreneurs with you and shed light that there is enough room for everyone to succeed and thrive, even if you're in the same industry. I'm so excited today because I have Jennifer Chapman with me, and she's an Indian native and Ball State graduate, has a unique road to get to where she is today. Life challenged her first at 11 with the unexpected loss of her mother, and again at 34, suffering a life-changing stroke while thriving in corporate sales. After doing consistent work with a life coach to overcome the mental and emotional challenges internally, Jennifer shifted in 2020 and found the passion to coach others through their own life challenges. She founded Just Commit Coaching. She serves her clients one-to-one and in group settings to help find clarity, redefine their purpose, and get out of their own way and step into their full potential. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jennifer. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And I can't wait to dive into your journey because you've had quite the experience, the ups, downs, and everything in between. But I would love for you to share a little bit more of your journey. I know we already touched on some of it, but if you could really dive into it, how you got here today. Yeah, thank you. I So like you stated in the beginning, you know, my childhood looked really good um, up until age 11. Like, ideal parents, supportive family. We always did things together. Um, and then, you know, two weeks before sixth grade at a family cookout, my mom became ill after dinner. And I mean, within a couple of hours, you know, passed out and honestly never came to, I mean, it was, it was within, you know, a Saturday night, having a good time as a family to being rushed to the hospital. I was 11 at the time. My brother was nine. We were, you know, taken to our grandparents and within 36 hours, they, she just didn't make it. So, you know, losing a parent at a young age, no matter what is significant, but even looking back, you know, 29 years later, it's a pretty unique and rare, um, you know, experience to have your mom gone within 36 hours. Right. And really know a really great explanation up to this day. Um, yeah, so, you know, after that, I, I honestly picked up a tennis racket and played year round for seven years, th- thinking I was handling, handling my grief in that way, right? I was, I was taking out my stress and frustration and anger on the court, which was a good way at the time, I thought, but now, you know, now 29 years later and really going through a therapeutic process of going through my own coaching certification and understanding we can touch on the stroke in a moment but knowing that I hadn't properly grieved up until last year and I don't think any of us we're not taught how to do that let alone it right as adults let alone as kids so that was an incredible um, experience last year to really do some deep work into healing. Yes, no, and you brought up a really good point. Just being a former therapist myself and practicing for so long and working with clients that dealt with grief, grief is so 
different for everybody and there is no right or wrong way. And you are exactly right. You are not taught how to grieve, especially at a young age, but it doesn't get any easier. It just gets easier to deal with. The pain never goes away. Um, but I appreciate you sharing too. Um, and I'm so sorry for your loss and everything that you had to go through, but the light of it was going through the coaching certification and really digging deeper into your own stuff to really feel more uh, empowered, I guess you could say, or just more in tune with what you were going through. Because just to kind of touch a little further, a lot of people will suppress their emotions or think they're handling it well, but then something comes up. And I think it's just important to recognize that we're all human and we all deal with it so differently. But again, there's no right or wrong way, but just having that support and going through having somebody who's professional or going through through a certification that could really help you is so key. So I just wanted to highlight that because I know so many people do struggle and maybe don't know the right way to go or what to do. So I just wanted to touch on that briefly. Thank you. And I, I will add, it, it's because I worked with my own life coach after my stroke. So I had my stroke, like you mentioned at 34, which was the same age my mom was when she passed. So that's what's really significant about my story, let alone having a stroke at 34. And yes, losing my mom at a young age, it kind of came full circle when I was struggling, you know, with emotional instability. I, about a year after my stroke, I could not stop crying. I couldn't figure out why. And so I hired, I hired a coach. I, I tried therapy first and then that got me to a certain point and, mm -hmm. and finding a coach that kind of met me where I was and helped mm -hmm. move me forward is the key, um, you know, when saying yes to a coach for sure. Absolutely. And I didn't realize that you're both the same age when you had your stroke and your mom had passed. And that is very significant. And I can't imagine what you went through emotionally, mentally, physically as well. But I think the beauty of that is, yes, you tried therapy. And, you know, it's good to point out, too, that sometimes therapy, you can get as far as you can. And then someone else takes the hand and guides you to that next step. So I think that's wonderful that you didn't just stop there and you still worked on yourself to really get through it. And I'm curious, when you went through the stroke, what was that experience like to get you here today? It was a very defining experience and moment for me. However, I just want to share with people out there that I haven't let it define me, which I see a lot of stroke survivors, unfortunately, do. And it's, it's really allowing myself to take control over it and, to, and not letting it control me which again, a lot of really anybody that's gone through, you know, a significant experience, that's, that's the option you have. That's the choice you have is mm -hmm. to control it and to kind of let it be a defining moment or experience, but not letting it define you or that will, that's, that's what will, um, you know, suck you in and keep you, um, in a victim mentality. I like to call it versus yes. adapting a warrior mentality, which is, um, just resonates so fiercely within me that it's it's kind of now turning turning my you know what what they say you know wounds into wisdom and and teaching moments and learning lessons what was this here to teach me and that was the power of working with a coach oh I just got chills <laughs> um and I, I think that's so true it's like when anybody goes through anything that 
is life-changing where we have the opportunity to stay stuck in that, that victim mentality or do something about it and persevere through it and not let it define you. I know there's been moments in my life where I allowed things to define me for too long. And I'm just like, no, like I had to make an active change, even all the personal self-development, everything I've done, it doesn't make you immune to it, but it's really taking that step and that action. And you did just that. You found a coach that worked for you. And then you start, and then I'm curious after you worked with the coach, what was that design defining moment for you to be like, okay, I want to do this now and help others. Yeah. So, you know, I, I brought, I hired her in like the summer of 2018 Mm. and worked with her for about eight months. And she, one of our last sessions, she was like, you're going to be a coach. It's just a matter of, you know, when you're ready to be a coach. And that at that moment, it was like, Ooh, not ready for that yet. Um, but that was, that was the confidence and belief she had in me, right. To kind of light that spark, um, light that match inside me. And it just hadn't grown bright enough yet until really the pandemic until, until March of 2020, when the world shut down and, um, you know, I wasn't able to do my, my day-to-day job, you know, getting out into the field, into the community that I it's like, okay, what could this look like? What, you know, let's, let's take some classes and trainings and, um, start to connect and have conversations with other coaches and start to learn from them. And so that's what I started to do day by day. And, um, and then found a coach that I said yes to with that certification last year, 2021. So I did that at night, um, all for 12 months until, um, you know, I got my certification and left my full-time gig a few months ago actually so I've only been a coach full-time for a few months so um, I'm one of those people right where I love connecting with so many others that have had that had to do both mm-hmm. up until a certain point when they feel like okay it's, it gets hard to balance and as we all know you can't go all in on more than one thing yeah. you're just not going to be a hundred percent right you can't it's hard to define what balance even means what that's what I was trying to do and so you know, I had the support of my husband. I was like, okay, it's time for you to go all in. Yes. It's so true because when you look at it there, I mean, there's a lot of things that you said there that I wanted to touch on, but the first thing was being able to understand too, that it's okay to work full time. And while you're building a business, there's a lot of people. And I know I like in the beginning, I was like, okay, I can do this full time. And then, you know, I had to get a part-time job. I had to like find other ways for capital for business to grow Um, but I think it's not talked about enough where people are like, oh, I went from zero to like seven figures. And well, there was a lot in between that. Right. (laughs) And it also depends on the dynamic or your network. There's other factors, but what was that process? Because you brought up balance and I talk a lot about work-life integration of like integrating the two, but how did you, were you able to integrate working full-time while doing the coaching certification? And did you have clients on top of that too, when you were going through it? I had a handful of clients Mm -hmm. and it was really trying to make it work. And the nice thing I will say is the the virtual world, Mm -hmm. you know, and being able to meet people virtually versus taking that extra time to drive to an office or a coffee shop. I mean, there is a different experience meeting someone in person versus virtually, but there no doubt is still powerful transformation that can happen virtually. And so I, you know, it was, it was being able to do that. And 
going to virtual networking events and meetings and, you know, making those connections all online, honestly, through that first year of, you know, 2020, 2021. Um, and then, you know, when, when I started getting out to the community with my work, that got a little bit more challenging, but again, it was still being able to hop on the phone or hop on a Zoom conveniently versus trying to make more time, right, to mm-hmm. work that, what, nine to five, and then you have to maybe go somewhere versus being able to go home and at least have that time in front of your, your desktop, and that's what I had to do. That's incredible. And, you know, it is really about understanding what works for us. And I think a lot of times Gary V, I don't know if you follow him or not, but he talks a lot about that where it's, you work nine to five, but then like from six to eight or six to 11, you're working on your business and there's nothing wrong with that. So I just wanted to highlight that. So people, and there's no right way. And I think that's the message too, is doing what works for us. But I think too, it's amazing that you were able to take that leap and leave your full-time job. What was that like? Were you like, yes, I'm ready. Were you scared? What were you going through during that time? I mean, yes, to all that. (laughs) Yeah, it's, and even just being a few months out, it's still, it's still scary, exciting. And my, you know, my coach always said like, that's where you want to be. Is it scary, exciting? And can you have that excited feeling? Just make sure that's the feeling that kind of takes over and don't want that scared feeling be the feeling that that holds you back. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's still being able to take, take what we call aligned action towards, towards my goals and my dreams. And, you know, I, I spoke to someone recently who said, you had a career before and now you, you've stepped into your calling. And I love that. So that is a motivator for me to, to know and trust that I'm trust that I am right where I need to be right where I want to be trusting my process and the, the connections that I've made and, and, um, and that it's, it's a little bit of a long game and it's not going to happen overnight. That is very true. It does not happen overnight. Everyone's like, oh, there's success, but you didn't see the five years prior that they yes. were working, grinding <laughs> to do that. So I'm curious, what was your process like when you originally were like, okay, I'm going to make this a business now and like really dive into it. What were some of maybe the hurdles that you encountered through that time in the beginning? Um, I think it's, well, so I guess uh, transparently I will share with you, there's a different strategy when I still worked full time and was trying to find clients and I Mm -hmm. couldn't really represent myself very well online, right? I had to, because my company and my coworkers could see everything I was doing online. So I would occasionally get questions. What do you, they were supportive of my, what we call side hustle, but they were, but still, it was still making work full time. So then it was, you know, I couldn't represent myself online and attract clients online it was mostly offline which I still enjoy I enjoy doing that I enjoy you know we have have a really awesome community here in Indianapolis it's great but then you know now that I am 100% all in now it is trying to find that that's that consistency that strategy Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to marketing myself and my brand online to generate consistent leads yes and I know like when I had started too it was more I was the therapist moving into coaching. So it was very weird. And I didn't like promote myself enough. And as soon as I like took that leap, 
like doors started to open because I wasn't like having my hands in two pots where I felt like, okay, well, I can't promote this and this is different and all the regulations in the therapy world versus coaching. So, I mean, just to kind of relate to you or maybe somebody that's listening that is in that space where it's like, okay, well, I want to fully promote myself, but I'm still in my nine to five and not sure how to navigate that. So what was like helpful for you navigating that? It was, it's, it's honestly hiring a business coach that, <laughs> that has, that's what I will always say. I mean, I've been, you know, I've been doing this a year and a half or so, and I, mm-hmm. I've always had a coach. I've always continuously invested in myself. Yeah. It's, it's significant. Right. And it's, it's mm-hmm. knowing that this is worth it and that I'm going to see my ROI on this investment in me and mm-hmm. So it's, it's hiring someone that, that is a step or two ahead of me and doing, doing something very similar that I want to do and learning from her and working with her one-to-one. That's, that's been a, a, um, yeah, I would recommend that to anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because if you want to go, what's the saying? I'm like, it's escaping me now. If you want to go far, go by yourself. If you want to go further, go with a team or some, I'm totally butchering. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, if you want to go far, go alone. I can't remember either. All good. All good. If you know, comment below. But the biggest thing, the biggest thing too, is just knowing that nobody that is super successful has gotten there by themselves. They've had somebody helping them and it's constantly developing and learning and being open-minded. And that's what I'm hearing from you too just like what you've said, it's being able to hire a coach that's going to take you a little bit further. And then maybe that coach, they're still evolving. They could still go through with you till like the end of time, or you find something different, but it's really important to know what you need. And sometimes in the beginning, you're not exactly sure what you need. At least that was my experience. I'm curious if that was similar to your experience. Did you know, okay, this is the kind of coach I need. How did you find your coach? Oh, such a good question. So the coach that I went through to get certified. So Mm. she was, she's a therapist by background, actually. She, she's a somatic psychotherapist Mm. and spiritual. She mastered in spiritual psychology. So I loved her background and experience and what she was coaching, how we were going to be certified, what we were going to be certified in. Um, And I said yes to that certification program thinking I want to learn all the tools and resources to help others. But ultimately we had to do all the work on ourselves first, which was incredibly powerful. So that's why I said yes to her. Just again, it was last year and it was when I hadn't realized that I needed to like fully grieve and and continue to heal. Mm-hmm. So that was the, a lot of the work that I did. And now the business coach that I have also went through her program as an actual coach, but she helps coaches with all all the business strategies and questions and challenges that we're going to have as coaches. But she is in a place, like I said, where I, where I want to be for sure. Yes. And that's what it's about too, looking at where the person is and like, do you want to be there too? Do you like being able to see that vision for yourself and taking that next step? And I love that um, she's somatic therapy too, because it's all about the mind and body. I'm yes. totally for that too. <laughs> it is uh, powerful. I don't think I knew how much, you know, 
somatically, you know, the body, even though, yeah, you know, I'm five years out from my stroke and recovery and everything that listening to the body for anybody out there, like our bodies are always telling us something. The question is, are we listening to it or are we doing what we were basically trained to do from our society and culture and, you know, is to ignore it and it'll go away and we're just going to move forward and, and hope for the best. Like that's not always going to be the case. Yes, I couldn't agree more. It really is just nurturing that mind and body because we only have one of them. <laughs> and right. when we do that, we're able to really thrive and have that foundation to grow, to absorb things and knowing, okay, this doesn't feel right or like intuitively or energetically feeling that, like how the body does definitely tell us something. I'm curious, do you know, and this might be, um, you might not know, but with the stroke, was there any like, defining like moments that like led up to that was it more genetic what was the basis for when you did have it if you don't mind me asking yeah no that's a great question and I I love to touch on this just because it, I I just want to you know you know share with people that it is so critical to not only listen to your body mm-hmm. always and then it's always telling you something but that you have to be your own advocate mm-hmm. and I, I was that and, but I will say, you know, a month before my stroke, I had a kidney stone and which I don't recommend for anybody because it's excruciating, but yeah. that was, that was a red flag that I didn't know I needed to listen to. Right. And traditional medicine, you know, yes, I, you know, I, I went through that process and it was kind of like, okay, you have this, let's make, let's fix it. And that's it. Not how did you get that? Can we prevent you from having another one? So then, you know, I have a stroke and these last five years, I've continued to look for answers and, and find answers and to make sure that this is, was a one-time thing, yeah. but it was due to my body producing high levels of calcium, which is what causes a kidney stone. So it also allows, it, it, um, if your body's producing that much, it's going to cause your arteries to thin and narrow and eventually to bear, which is what happened. I knew my, I had a torn artery in the back of my neck, which is what caused my stroke, but traditional medicine never went so far to say, how did you get that torn artery? Yeah, it's healed now, but how did you get that? And I just wasn't done. I would, that wasn't a good enough answer for me. And so I found the doctor that was like, this was it. And yes, your calcium is lower now. We're going to monitor that. And, you know, I needed that for peace of mind for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that too, because a lot of times some people might take just one doctor's opinion and think that is it. And, but I think too, it just goes back to listening to our bodies and knowing, okay, totally. there's something else. Totally. I agree with you. I think that's very important. And it's just, you know, I mean, we don't have all the answers, but we know our bodies and that's what I'm hearing from you too. And I know personally, same thing. It's like our bodies do tell us if we're not saying something or not like getting it out of us, it happens internally. <laughs> always. It always does. Never fails. Never fails. <laughs> At least in my experience. Um, so if somebody is starting off as a coach, what is some, besides hiring a coach themselves, what are some great tips that you wish you knew when you were starting out? Like two yeah. to three tips, if you could give. It's definitely being resourceful. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, 
I would say you don't have to invest a lot to get going and to get at least get started and to start to take action thinking you need the website and you know all, all the online platforms and and I mean there's so many things that you can easily say yes to and spend money on that you don't need to necessarily spend money on right away mm-hmm. um, but there's what I love about the coaching industry is that I've reached out to so many that are so willing to at least hop on a call with you and Mm-hmm. have a conversation and share what they've learned and what they know and the advice they have, which is mm-hmm. awesome. So it is literally making those connections and mm-hmm. asking questions. And um, yeah, that's, that's my best advice. And that's what I've thoroughly enjoyed about, you know, connecting with coaches all over the world, not just here in Indy, but just everywhere and mm-hmm. being open-minded and staying curious and, Again, not feeling like you need to invest a ton just to start. Yes. And just getting started, right? Yes. That's, that's the hardest part. <laughs> it definitely is. What is your specialty when it comes to coaching? Because there's a lot of coach house, coaches out there, like we mentioned, but what do you do to help your clients? I know we kind of touched on it earlier, but if you could go a little deeper into it. Yeah. So before, before a few months ago, and it still is, the clients that I've worked with thus far are um, primarily women. I mean, I'm open to working with men, but uh, women are the ones that reach out and help them with their confidence. And obviously over these last couple of years, the toll it has taken on so many, Mm -hmm. it's helping them to kind of come back to who who they know they are. They've kind of lost, women have lost that they they've given so much to their families their kids their jobs where they say to me they're no longer fulfilled but they're scared to like make that next move and it's like are you more scared to make that next move or are you more scared to just stay where you are and feel completely unfulfilled for the next 20 years you know and I I just want to empower them to know that so much more is out there there's so much opportunity right now um, you know, a client that I most recently worked with, her boss is the one that hired me to invest in her. And externally, she wanted me to help her with some sales goals because of my background in corporate sales and things. And so, yes, we talked about that, but it was like, let's go under the hood and see what's been holding me back from getting there. What's really underneath. And it was, it's being more intentional with what you're doing with your time outside of work. So then if we can elevate them and all those other areas of their life, they're going to show up to work as a, as a better version of themselves. And she's, she's done that. And so what I'm seeing now are not even corporate, yes, corporate, corporate, and I don't have to necessarily work with them, but even smaller companies and businesses that are willing to invest in coaches for their people and not me helping them in that, you know, with that mental and emotional and just personal aspects of self-care so that they can then show up professionally as their, as a better version. Well said. And, you know, I just have to comment too on what you call your coaching business, which is just commit coaching and you can see it there too. And I think it just speaks volumes as well. And just what you were saying too, it's just making that decision. Do you want to stay stuck? Is it like we're staying there or moving forward? Yes. Yes. I, I like to share too that, you know, there's, that phrase that's going around right now that's um, 
it's okay to not be okay, then it is. We've yeah. all been there. The oh, key yes. is it's not okay to stay not okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what it, ultimately it's up to you at the end of the day, whether you have support around you or not. And to have support is wonderful. And I had an amazing support system when I was going through, you know, my, my own challenges, but they can only get me so far. And so it was up to me and wanting to know that I didn't want to stay where I was. Mm-hmm. And that That's the decision. It's making that choice to yep. do that for ourselves and for everyone around us too. But when we show up powerfully, it gives permission to others around us to do the same because they can yes. see it and we're modeling that. Love that. Me too. I've been having such an amazing conversation with you, Jennifer, but we're going to jump into the rapid fire question. The first question is, who is your hero? Oh, gosh. (laughs) My hero, I will say, and I can't remember all the rapid fire questions you're going to ask me, to be honest, but, um, you know, my mom is definitely my guiding force here. So, and that's also, it's like, I always knew that, but to go through the spiritual awakening that I had last year, going through my own coaching certification, um, to feel that was, was one of the most empowering feelings I've ever had. And so it's knowing that she is leading the way for me. Um, my, another hero, my dad's incredible. Um, he's such, he's been so supportive of my brother and I, and, um, yeah, he's tremendous. And my aunt, my mom's sister, who's been kind of kind of my person and that I've been able to call. We talk almost every day. And she's who I called when I was at my home by myself having my stroke. And I wasn't aware that that's what was happening, but she's who I called. And she's the one that was like, something's not right. Get to the hospital. And yeah. um, we talk almost every day since then. So I could feel my mom through her too. Oh. That's beautiful. And they all sound like three empowering individuals that have really made you who you are today as well, having their support. Thank you. Absolutely. And what motivates you to work smarter? To work smarter. I think the motivation for me is, I don't know if I love the word mistake, but we all make them, right? So it's just Mm -hmm. making sure I learn from something that didn't work to not do it again so then it's to kind of like we mentioned before being open-minded and to know okay let's this didn't work let's let's try a different way let's pivot let's shift um so i'd say yeah learning from the mistakes and being fully transparent with making them do it's how we learn that's how we grow being able to understand that mistakes are part of life especially the entrepreneurial journey you're gonna make lots of mistakes (laughs) yes Unless you don't, let me know because yeah, I don't know how not to. <laughs> let us know below. <laughs> um, so if you were a superhero, I mean you are, but if you were a different kind of superhero, what would be your powers or power? Oh man. Yeah, I mean my superpower is my is my story, is is who I am. It's and not only that, it's knowing how that can help help others and why I became a coach and to show people that their story and their struggle and what they're going through that's their superpower too if they choose to make it that it's either like is it going to help you or is it going to hinder you again it's that whole victim mentality versus warrior mentality and so 
my superpower is is my mentality and um that i'm think i'm i'm grateful that it came from you know being an athlete at a young age and that, that competitiveness that also can be a strength and or <laughs> i don't want to say a weakness but it's definitely gotten me in trouble before just because i you know i love to win but it definitely showed up for me major and um my my rehab and recovery and mm-hmm. i'm thankful that it was kind of like taking next day the next you know every day okay i want to get a little bit better than i did the day before mm-hmm. and that that's just my invite to others is can you be i think it's john gordon that says can you be one percent better than you were mm-hmm. before that's it yeah you do it yeah it's one of my favorite quotes because it just like it takes down to the bite sizes and just continuing yes. to grow and not allowing yourself to feel like if you didn't accomplish this massive goal in one day, that yes. it's the end of the world when that's not the reality. But I love how you said that. I think that's Thank important. You. Yeah. So if you were to have a meal with any four individuals, living or dead, who oh, would they? Yeah. Who would they be? Oh man, hard one. Yeah, my mom for sure would be sitting mm-hmm. there. Um, also my grandma who passed away on my wedding anniversary 11 years ago, she would, she was my, she was my person, one of my, my, my people. So those two would be sitting there. Yeah. Um, I love me some Oprah. I mean, you know, if, if she could be sitting there with us would be incredible. And just for fun, just because I am who I am, and my chocolate lab is named Serena. It's after Serena Williams, who's the best female athlete in the entire world. So that would be a tremendous table for sure. That would be empowerment, women empowerment. That's what it screams to me. Oh, I, love <laughs> I love that. That is amazing. I definitely want to join if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're welcome to. What is the most daring thing that you've ever done? I would say, I mean, I could easily say like, you know, skydiving, jumping out of a plane, which is not everybody's forte, but it was, you know, that was 10 years ago and that was invigorating, but you, you asked me that, you know, ask me that now it would be starting a business. It is scary. It is Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's trusting and knowing that it's totally worth it for sure. Yes, it's true. People think, I mean, from others I've spoken to, they're just like, oh, it's starting a business. But then like when you're in it, you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, like it's very daring. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. It is. Yeah. You, you do agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, this is one of the most daring things I've done too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's a very common answer on this one because it is very daring. It's you're taking yourself out of a comfort zone, something you might have never experienced before and putting the pedal to the metal, you know? What is the phone app that you use the most? Oh, man. You know, I well, I the one that I use every day that I totally recommend um, it's like a non-negotiable for me is, is headspace. So I'm a huge fan of making sure that I, you know, just 10 to 15 minutes every morning to get my, my mind right and to 
feel that sense of like calm for me. That's how I start every day. Now, on the other hand, because I love a good laugh every day, I mean, there's some, there's some entertainment on TikTok for sure. (laughs) I will be honest about that. (laughs) And TikTok is great. (laughs) It is great. If you just need like that little break, you know, in the day or like in between tasks. Yeah, I, I love a good laugh for sure. (laughs) <laughs> no, TikTok has definitely been one of the apps. I'm like, oh, this is funny. And like, I save it. I'm like, I want to do sound to this, but I'm, I'm not that funny. So I yeah. stick to it, stick to what I know. <laughs> I'll watch instead. <laughs> what is the last book that you've read? Yeah, so I am, I'm almost done with Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Mm-hmm. So I'm a huge fan of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one that I read before that, that I, would love to share on here is from Dr. John Deloney. So it's own your past, change your future. Mm. And Carolyn, it was like, I loved his perspective on we all carry our, we all carry a backpack throughout our lives. We all have bricks in our backpack mm-hmm. and our bricks are our stories. And they're, and they can be stories we tell ourselves, which in coaching, we, you know, it's working through helping others work through the stories they tell themselves, right? And are they lies? Or, you know, let's get to the truth of, of who you are. But bricks are, and it's like, the longer you don't deal with your stories, your bricks become heavier, and your backpack feels heavier. So then it's how do you, how do you get those bricks out of your backpack, those stories? And it, I mean, it, I just left his perspective because he's spot on. It's true. Yes. No, I actually had a supervisor one time tell me something similar to that effect where like when clients are struggling or just in any capacity, they're like carrying this backpack with bricks. So it's very similar, but you help them take each brick out. And it's like the stories telling the story. So it's not carrying that load as they're climbing up this mountain. It's going to feel lighter the more they take it out. And just like what you're saying too, and what he had said is really about like just telling your story, getting it out there because it matters. We all matter. And you don't know how many people you could be helping by telling that story. Just like today, you telling your story. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's very similar to, so this, this book is, it was really, really good. Loved it. I got to check it out. I've never read it, but I'm just like, wait, I know this, this sounds familiar, but it's slightly different. (laughs) I think I would. (laughs) Easy read. Yes, absolutely. So if you were to have a movie about your life thus far, which I think would be very interesting, who would play you? Oh, man. (laughs) That is a great question. Who would play me? You know, I don't know. I I don't know why she comes to mind. It's like from the same first name, but like like a Jennifer Garner. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why, but that she, she came to mind. I mean, I've never met you in person, but on here I have, (laughs) and I feel feel like resemblance. Like when you said it, it clicked for me. I like it. Well, we'll let her know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So if you have a favorite family recipe, whether it's traditional or you just love making it together, what would that recipe be? Oh, you know, so my grandma, she, she was a a decent cook and a decent baker. Mm -hmm. Um, And every Christmas we all make something 
of hers and bring to the family gathering, which I love because it's everything we all used to eat at Christmas with her at her house. So, mm. um, and I still have her recipe written down on like little three by five cards with mm. her, with her writing, but they're, they're no big cookies. Aww. So more importantly, they just remind me of her. I love that. And it's the memories behind it. Cause I yes. think sometimes the food, it's like, oh, okay, it's an interesting dish, but it's really about like that togetherness and the yes. symbolization. Yes. That's beautiful. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Um, So if you were to describe yourself as an animal personality type style, what animal would you be? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, This is so fun. Um, So I would, I would say like more before the stroke, maybe a little bit after, like lion mentality. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't just, and this is how I was in sales as far as like a competitor. Mm-hmm. It, I wasn't going to say what I was going to do. I was just going to do it. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense to me. And, and even now, like, well, you know, if it's like fun competitiveness with my husband and I, like we like to play golf. Yeah. And he'll run his mouth because he thinks that's going to get me worked up. So I'm not going to talk about what I'm going to do out there. I'm just going to do it and hope that, hope that it pays off. But I feel like I, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to talk about like the, even in sales, like I didn't want to tell them like, this is the goal I was going to hit. I mean, yeah, a little bit, but it was like, not only am I going to con- conquer that, I'm hoping to go above and beyond it, but I didn't want to say it. I just wanted to do it. I could see the lion there. <laughs> yeah, I got me a little worked up just thinking about it. <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, like when you look at it, because lions are very, they like are very um, meticulous of, okay, what's my next step? They like protect yeah. their families and their prey or their prey or going after their prey. Yeah. Protecting their prey. <laughs> um, but being able to just like that tiptoe, but then attack. Yes. <laughs> Love <Yeah>. it. <laughs> And that's where it got you today, you know, that fire. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so what, if you have a day off, um, you're not seeing clients, what is your favorite way to spend your day off? Um, like I said, like my husband and I, we like to get out and play golf. So if we can go play, we're going to go play. Um, but really anything outdoors. So he's, we like to there's some good places to hike even around the city here. So we'll go hike. We'll take our dog and be outdoors. Sounds glorious. And I would say maybe I'm a little bit more of a foodie than he is, but he's gotten that way, especially even over these last couple of years, not only have we enjoyed cooking way more at home and obviously making healthier choices, we're all about supporting local. Mm. So we'll support a local restaurant and sit outside and simple that's what it's about you know just enjoying what we do in our off time because it has that balance and being able to really just pour into ourselves and those around us totally and what is something an outsider wouldn't know about your industry oh it's it's pretty flexible like we make it what we want to make it I mean if we want to have a client a day, you know, we're going to, we're going to make our schedules where we can have a client a day. If you want more, you, you can have more. If you want to create 
it's so creative. It's, um, you know, you, there's so many different ways to like share what we do and how we can help and provide value. And, you know, whether it's doing group sessions, doing something online, you know, going, going to networking events. Um, I just love the flexibility and creativity that it brings. That is true. There's so much flexibility and we make it what we want. And that's the amazing Ew, yeah. part of it. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and final question, where can people find you, hire you? We'll link everything below, but if you could let us know too. Awesome. Yeah. So honestly, I've received a lot of just interest and overall engagement and response on LinkedIn. And I've loved LinkedIn for, for years, you know, being in corporate sales, that's where I was recruited to go to my last company was on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And um, just over these last couple of years, I love that not only obviously is it professional, but at the end of the day, everybody's a human being. And so we're able to, people are being more, um, you know, open and authentic and sharing struggles and challenges that they're having. And um, so it's just been a really good opportunity. So I love LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram at Just Commit Coaching. Um, I haven't been as active on there, but there's lots of great content on there and, and um, connecting with other coaches, is, I mean, I'm, you know, and then Facebook uh, with my name, Jennifer Chapman. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Jennifer, for coming on today, sharing your story, your transparency on everything. I know I appreciate it. I know everybody listening is too. Um, so make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway that you got from Jennifer today? She had so many golden nuggets for us. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone. And we'll see you on the next video.